The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the chapter 8. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. And he called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake and for the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated, please. Let us pray. Almighty God, You have given us Jesus, and Jesus has said, deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. By grace, help us to do those actions. In Jesus' name, amen. Spiritual leader was speaking to a pastor, and the spiritual leader said, Are you a Christian? Of course I am, said the pastor. What does that mean? It means I follow Jesus. And he pulled his hands out of his robe, and he pointed to the crucifix on the wall, and he said, Well, look what they did to him. Deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Jesus. This is not a simple request. It's not a token sacrifice. He's talking about people who put it all on the line. And there are people around this world who still are putting it all on the line to say, I follow Jesus. Deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. Jesus is talking to us, to you and to me. He's saying there's nothing casual about this faith. think sometimes we ask too little of ourselves as Christians. We come to church when we feel like it. 
We drop an offering in the collection plate when we feel like it. We serve on a church committee when we feel like it or it's our turn. Deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Jesus. I think the meaning is much stronger than that. A news story comes out of Pakistan. It's about a young girl named Salima. Salima is a Christian. And she was arrested for talking to her friend about Jesus. Her friend liked the story about Jesus and believed in Jesus and was converted to Christ. The friend started following Jesus. And her own family killed her because of the conversion. And because Salima was with her and shared her faith with her, she was the one charged with the death of her friend. Salima is now 18 years old. She's passed from court to court, going up higher and higher in the judicial system. But recently, Salima has not been able to go to court because of her health problems. It seems that she is being beaten and tortured by the police. She's unable to stand and walk. Her back, her hips, and ankles are full of pain, all because she is a follower of Jesus. Deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. What will a person give in exchange for oneself? What is a person worth is another way of saying that. And one answer is the death of God's Son. Earlier in this chapter, Peter makes the statement, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And in this chap- part of the chapter, Peter rebukes Jesus and so puts himself first. And Jesus tells him, Get behind me, Satan. Get behind me. I think that's the model word for us as Christians. We're not number one. We are number two, for Christ is always number one. So when we follow Christ, the first thing that happens in our life is we reorder our priorities. We put the kingdom of God first. It's no longer about our life or doing what we want to do. Our priority is losing our life in Christ. And when we talk about losing our life for Christ, the cross is the picture that comes up. 
the cross. It's an instrument where not only are you condemned to a torturous death, but it's a dishonorable death. It's the death of a slave. And in the Bible, it's called accursed is the one who dies on the tree. So on the cross, you just don't lose your life, but you lose it in an unfashionable way. You lose everything, life and honor and pride. But Jesus says, at that point, everything is gained. The people Jesus was were talking to didn't get it. They didn't want to give up. They didn't want to deny. They wanted to follow. But they didn't want to give up those last few rungs on the ladder of society. But Jesus showed them. Showed them how to deny self. Go to the cross. And then invite them to follow. Peter says, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. That's the definition we prefer. We like the idea of a strong God. A God who will heal our illnesses, provide prosperity, guarantee security urge our military and our sports teams to victory, keep us happy, happy, healthy, and wise. But that's not the God that is presented here. It's a God to whom Jesus points and meets us when we're vulnerable, meets us when we're suffering, meets us when we are at a loss. It's a God that Jesus points to when we really need God, when all that we had worked for, all that we had hoped for, all that we had striven for falls apart. then we realize that we are mortal and that we cannot save ourselves and that we are facing death or in death and we need a God who meets us where we are. It's hard to pin down where God will show up or make himself known crystal clear because he always shows up where we least expect God to be. This means we don't get the God we want. We get the God that we need. Follow me. Life. We think life 
is something that we can go out and get and buy or win and pull it under our control. But life isn't like that. Life is more like love. It can't be won or earned or bought. Life can only be given away, like that candle, lighting another candle. And the more you give it away, the more you have. And it's only through love, through life, as we love others, do we understand what love is. It is only when we give our life away for the sake of others that we know what life truly is. It's those deepest needs. It's those thoughts and prayers that we get to once in a while. That is the mystery of life. And that is the key to the kingdom of God. Mark says that there are two ways to get behind Jesus. If we insist on holding on to our life and our power and everything that we can grab in life, then we may get behind Jesus as Satan. But if we're willing to let go of life, if we're willing to reach out in love, if we're willing to help others in their life, then we get behind Jesus as a disciple. Either way, we end up behind Jesus and seeing what Jesus does. And then we can imitate or we can reject. The question then becomes, do we go where Jesus goes and are we back there following and dying and denying self so that others may follow too. It's a wonderful thing when we stop worrying about our needs and instead look to the needs of those around us. And when others do that too, we end up with more life, more joy, more happiness, more acceptance, because we, the community, we, the community, are sharing what Christ has given us. Life. Life eternal. That starts now. We know this. Sometimes we forget it. Sometimes we're convinced not to believe it because of all the other stories that are hitting our ears. But when we get it, when we hear it, 
When we respond to God's grace, he gives life that overflows. He gives love that touches all people. And it's much greater than anything the world can give. Deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. God says that because human relations are important to him. The cross with Jesus dying on it is God's way of saying, I love you. I save you. I offer you full life. The cross is our relationship with God. So this Lenten season, one of the things that we learn is that Lent is about community. We may do our individual discipline of Lent. We may give up something. Chocolate. And you all know why I say chocolate. We may add something. Prayer. But what is really happening in Lent is that we are a community. We are a people who do not do Lent alone. We are a people who experience God's love through each other. We are a people who wear our cross daily, buying groceries, filling the car with gas. We are a people willing to share our faith. Amen.